Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, amongst all our chat, which you'll hear, from the weekend's football and uh, more. Yeah, it was all sorts of chat. Tuna got involved. Uh, there was a, what else was it? It was a pheasant that became a chicken in the Lake District. But also we spoke to uh, one of the world's top competitive eaters. And he's one of our own. He's a Brit. His name is Peter Dowdswell. And uh, since the 70s, he's been chomping down on all manner of things, including a shopping trolley. I know. I didn't believe that. He wants a shopping trolley. You'll find out the technique used to eat a shopping trolley. Uh, during his chat, but some of the stuff he's he's. he's I wouldn't want to be and... Peter's proctologist. No, you wouldn't want to be going in, would you, with your probe? That's very, very true. I mean, it must create, it must play havoc with his insides. It can't be good. It? Imagine trying to pass a shopping trolley. Imagine what that's. Imagine what that's like. How painful that is. I know. Especially the pound coin at the end. <laughs> That's not ideal, is it? <laughs> they can have someone's eye out. What a thought. What a thought. But we did talk a bit of FA Cup as well. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. We squeezed that in <laughs> as opposed to squeezed it out. Anyway, here it all Thank is. You. took the mickey out of my uh, thermal I wouldn't say I took the mickey out of it. I'm wearing, but I was going to wear a sky blue uh, velvet three-piece suit. Well, you'd make that, you'd make that look good. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't I, seen a sky blue powder blue velvet three-piece suit. Baby blue, I believe they're called. Is that what it is? Yeah. I, I haven't seen one of those for 50 years. I mean, people wear them sort of dinner suits, but not as a, as a sort of day item. Well, um, this, of course, talking about Tony Adams, what he wore on BT Sport. Mm. Uh, he, was, uh, he was chuffed with it. It was a three-piece uh, baby blue mm. Uh, suit with a dark shirt. The dark shirt really set it off. Well, I thought it looked nice. I didn't have a problem with I it. What if he's got? A... He had its own Twitter site by the end of the Twitter <laughs> by the end of the Twitter account by the end of the match. I um, I went and checked it out online to see where they are available, and most of the pictures are of sort of six or seven year old page boys. It's a kind of page boys <laughs> evenings wear evening wear. I don't know where he even found it in an adult site. Oh, I reckon he had that made to measure. You think so? Wow. Okay. Imagine going in there. They must have loved that. I don't think, I don't we got any of that baby blue velvet left? <laughs> no. Yeah. Normally you'd have that. That would be for a sofa or something like that, <laughs> wouldn't it? Really. So they're very nice. Anyway, he made it look good. But the, we were saying before the third round started that it's just not right that VAR is at some games and not at others. And only yeah. Arsenal could benefit from this. I mean, their second and third goal, VAR would have ruled out. So that basically was 1-0 that game. Oh, OK. Fair enough. Well, it's true. It's absolutely ridiculous. I was wondering, though, if anyone feels... I don't think I do, but has anyone feels footballed out? Because 
We are in the period, I've never known this, we're in a period of a nine-day continual live football. Yeah. It's incredible. We've Going, not had a break since... Uh, since Tuesday of last week, we, we came back with the after New Year fixtures. So we had two, three days of Premier League. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a weekend of FA Cup. And now we've got uh, another FA Cup tonight and we've got two League Cup games. Uh, Tuesday, it's great, isn't it? We'll find a game Thursday somewhere. There must be a game on but, telly on Thursday. But somewhere. I just wonder if anybody just looked, you know, because there was a lot of football on the weekend. Just thought, oh, I can't watch any more football. But no, have I, you? Did you manage to get through two lots of match of the day, or watch it much of it live? I watched. Uh, I loved the Saturday match of the day. The it used to be better actually when it was a sort of like thirty games on it. But yeah, I, I like the fact that they they use radio commentary from the local BBC stations. Yeah. And it's like their cup final, these commentators. They're never normally going to be on the... For example, the bloke that was mm. uh, doing... I think it was Norwich against Portsmouth. Yeah. He wouldn't have normally been expected to be quite high up on match of the day. Yeah. And he went mad when they... when Yeah, they are uh, a touch partners. Who can blame them? They're, they're doing a local commentary. You know, they're, they're yeah, playing Yeah, no, I'm not criticising. Uh, I think it's great. Home I, I like crowd. it. No, no, it's, it's a good thing. And um, what else have we got here? Oh, yes. Do you remember last week we were talking about South Korean Accrington fan Jung Min Yoo, who yeah. flew 5,000 miles to see uh, the team lose to 4 0? I don't, can't remember who they were playing, but they lost. But he stuck 4-0. around, didn't he? Well, did he? Because it says here in the paper today South Korean Jung Min Yoo flew in to watch Accrington Stanley beat Ipswich Town 1 0 in the FA Cup. So did he fly in last week? 4 0. He thought, oh, God, that's a long way to go, but I'm going back. So he flew back. He thought, well, never mind. They might do all right. It's the FA Cup. And he flew back again. My guess is he stayed for the week. <laughs> he made a week of it in Accrington. I, I suggest you're right. Because but... I've seen pictures of him at the Cup tie. So yeah. uh, there he is. Uh, so he, says he, he flew in for the Cup tie. No paper has bothered to tell us why he is. A, uh, why you've got a South Korean Accrington and Stanley fan. No one's bothered to tell us, which does seem a bit odd. Do you think he'd sort of, you know, with Spurs and everything, you think he'd go for Spurs, really? Sonny, you know. Yeah, I suppose. Like hero, yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a bit more to it than that. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Rooney in the news, uh, accused of public oh, yeah. swearing. Isn't that just being out in public <laughs> yeah. for Wayne, really? Graham Polk could have done him for that. He likes Swe- to swear up, swearing in public. In public or anywhere. So not a massive surprise, that. And I did like this story about Branston Pickle. You see this there? Yeah. Hundreds of customers have complained that it's tangy brown condom. Well, I was going to point out that that's that classic newspaper thing that tabloid you can't say you can't say Branston uh, twice or pickle so is when when you used to have match reports and, and Guy Branston was involved <laughs> former professional footballer of course <laughs> After they'd used his name in one match report, <laughs> would they have to then call him the Tangy Brown Condiment? <laughs> yeah, what a that doesn't guy, seem right, Tangy does Brown That's Condiment. That's terrible. <laughs> but uh, like most uh, newspaper stories today, that you get the sort of yeah. the kernel of the story, and then it's fleshed out with what people thought about it on Twitter. So mm. you get sort of a lot of quotes. So uh, Tina Bailey, uh, I don't know who Tina, I don't know who these people are, but anyway, no idea. they're just written as if we know they're. Tina Bailey claimed her daughter was rolling around in agony wow. and vomiting after months. Half a jar. Who eats half a jar of pickles? Half a jar of Branston. <laughs> you just like a little spoonful. Don't you just put it on the side with your well, cheese. Wouldn't you have noticed half after the first jar. the first mouthful, it might uh, yeah. might be playing it's a you bit up. tainted, yeah. but I thought I'd manage to eat half a jar. Yeah, stop saying half a jar. Jane Nash, 60, of Aylesbury. Who's she? I don't know. Okay. She put some on a baked potato. Did she? As soon as she took a bite, she had to throw it away. It was absolutely vile. Well, she threw half of it away. <laughs> Alex, true. Alex James, 24. Alex James? <laughs> That's what it says here. Yeah. 
uh, bought his in Western Supermare. Did he? Michelle Henderson branded her pickles a damn horrible or something like that. A damn horrible? <laughs> some other rubbish. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, this is... Yes. I'd like to point out before uh, the good people... Next pe- time you do this, what's that? The good people at the Tangy Brown Condiment Phonus, they, they had a rogue batch. We've all had a rogue oh, yeah, batch, haven't we? Fool. You know, these things happen. Yeah. Anyway, they're, they're, they're dealing with it in case you're, you're worried. Go and sniff your own... Uh, <laughs> jar just in case you don't eat half of it all at once the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast from talk sport gold leaf is in the news once again is it two stories first we had it on frank rebury's thousand pound steak Mm. and then in today's uh telegraph master gilder norman stevens is retiring after a 40-year career applying eight football pitches worth of gold leaf to Brighton's Royal Pavilion. Oh, right. So they okay. use it as a, they use it as a unit of measurement. Not to the Amex Stadium. No, <laughs> that's fantastic. Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. So now Chris Hewton covered in gold leaf. It'd be marvellous. Get the whole thing with gold leaf, do you? No, I don't, I don't get the. No, I don't see the point of saying it's the world's most expensive bowl of pasta. What it is, is a bog standard bowl of pasta covered with gold leaf. They just keep doing this. As, you know, if you want to make the world's most expensive, anything, what's the point? Is all I'm saying. No, it's you. Um, right. uh, anything else, Andy? Have you got anything for us? Oh, sorry. I, I also was thinking, is it hot dogs or bangers? Okay, a, well, we'll come back to that. Don't ask me. We'll ask, big, we'll uh, ask the fellow who knows. Honestly, David Beckham is funny. Isn't he? he's, brought, he's launched a new fashion collection with the company that he collaborates with. Yeah. And, uh, and the collaboration is with the people who do uh, Peaky Blinders to get mm. that sort of Peaky Blinders look, which is... Well, really Mike Parry's pulling that off Pretty days, popular, yeah. yeah. But old David Beckham, he, you know, he said... Uh, he said, oh, I got it from my grandfather. I wore it from a very young age. You think, no, you didn't. You started wearing it because it was Peaky Blinders. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Claiming you're some sort of fashion voyeur or something. You can see what's going to happen. Yeah. Incredible. Fashion voyeur. Well, that's that's not a phrase you use every not day. Not really. And uh, Portuguese uh, Duncan Castles is at it again. That's, uh, Who's this? Eliadio Paramés. Yes. This is, a, this is someone who used to work with... Um, um, his name has gone. Jose Mourinho, how yeah. soon forgotten? Uh, and he writes for a Portuguese newspaper, and he seems to he seems to be able to kind of report on what Jose's going to do or not going to do. And what's his latest? He said Mourinho does not come to Benfica. Not now. Not in the summer. Guaranteed. So there you go. So he he claims to speak for him. I suppose he knows that it wouldn't be. It would be a bit of a backward step there for Mourinho, wouldn't it? He's going to he's going to wait, isn't he? He's going to wait for something else to come up. I, I would, would think he's not so, going to yeah. rush back into a job in Portuguese football. You wouldn't think. I was reading about this. I'm looking forward to it. It's the World Bricklaying Championships. It takes place in uh, Las Vegas. Which is quite what about that, really? I don't know if there are any British uh, competitors. Yeah, but it could be quite. I think it'd be quite an exciting competition. That I mean, you could see you could see the potential sporting potential of assembling a wall. We'll have to do a show from there. <laughs> I agree with you. They need bricklayers in the states at the moment, don't they? <laughs> that's very Down true. Down on the Mexican border, maybe that's the way to get so, it through. So I'm hearing get through the shutdown. Send send some boys from over here. Yeah, why not? A couple of hog carriers and some brickies. Sounds good. Really, do it on the cheap. Um, this was a, a bit of a weird story. Mm. Uh, a fiery pheasant is terrorising a uh, street, biting and clawing residents, apparently. The angry bird, dubbed Phil, apparently, pecks at windows. Why is he dubbed Phil? I don't know. Is that a they're... character in Angry Birds? No, I, I, I don't know. Uh, they've called him Phil, anyway. Okay. But, um, but he's, he's attacking people in the street. Well, old Phil. Yeah, old Phil. He's attacking people in the street. Uh, local businessman Matt Cheatham, 42. Who cares how old he is? His <laughs> uh, home is next to the woods where old Phil lives. Says, forget the Terminator. This bird is the Terminator. 
Uh, okay, fair enough. That's a strange quote. Yeah. <laughs> Forget the Terminator, but it is the Terminator. Um, but I've, I've mentioned to you before, my uh, my mate mm. used to live in Grasmere uh, years ago, up in the lakes. Lovely, yeah. And it's about 30 years ago. And uh, they had this giant chicken that you... <laughs> That used to kind of patrol the street there, and he would sort of mine the phone box. So in the days before mobile phones, yeah. But now he would. (laughs) My friend would try and use the the phone box in town, and this chicken would sort of chase you off. I don't know if he had any work for uh, BT, (laughs) but uh, yeah, this it was this like giant radioactive chicken. He was quite big, (laughs) and he would stop you getting into the phone box. So uh, it quite leads us anywhere. Forget the Terminator. He was the Terminator. (laughs) He was the Terminator. Well, while we're doing animals, um, a sushi restaurant boss has paid a record two and a half million pounds for a giant tuna at the first auction of the year at the Tokyo Fish Market. Yeah. Uh, self-styled tuna king Kiyoshi Kimura snapped up the bluefin tuna, an endangered species, which weighed 612 pounds. And you think to yourself, blimey, you must be very confident because it's very perishable, a fish. Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, not, yeah. You know, there's not, you haven't got, a, you've got two, you've got something that's worth two and a half million. So he had a power cut you've overnight. Got about two days. And his freezer went off. <laughs> well, they freeze it first, don't they? That's the thing with sushi. Oh, okay, right. To get rid of all the bacteria. Did you know all I sushi is frozen you are, before you eat it? Expert in all this sort of stuff, Andy. Important that you, you do that, otherwise yeah. it can be quite dangerous. But even so, it's, it's a risky one, isn't it? It's not like, you know, buying a footballer. I think, I think really to, to buy the first one the way he does it is a, is, a, is a bit of a show of wealth. I don't think it's about the fish. I think it's about um, throwing his cash about. Well, you think uh, he just buys it, it. And just doesn't, yeah, I think he's, he's not just, bothered if he sells it. No, I don't think so. I think that's, uh, it's just anyway, it's not really sport, but, uh, is it? Rugby player Mike Tindall, formerly of this parish as well. Yeah. Good bloke, Mike. Uh, he, I felt a bit for him today because uh, in the paper they said clown news and, they, and that was the headline and it said Mike Tindall is Caught shorts as he goes very casual on a trip to Australia. Yeah. The ex-rugby star 40 and wife Zara were at the Magic Millions Polo on the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. Tyndall completed his fashion-free look with shoes and no socks. I'm thinking, myself, he looks really smart. That is a very smart outfit to wear in a hot condition. Wow. He's got a linen jacket on, tailored shorts... And he's wearing some very nice loafer shoes. You've been you've been wandering around your vest for most of the oh, no, day. I, so, you know, I wouldn't have described him as a clown. We can spot a bit of sartorial, ele- harsh, sartorial though, really. elegance, should I say. Uh, our old mate um, appearing, uh, Lee Borman, will be appearing in uh, this show tonight, The Uncivil War, uh, which uh, Dominic mm. Cummings, of course, has made Benedict Cumberbatch playing him. And uh, big Manchester United fan, Lee. Uh, playing uh, Aaron Banks in that, so mm. we uh, we were watching him in action after the football. Obviously, I'm going to have to watch that in delay. What the football yes. or the no, or that, the other thing? Yeah. That that in delay. Yeah, yeah. yeah certainly will be. I went. So I went to the pictures yesterday, Andy. Do you want me to oh, tell you about? Yes, that? I do. The kids. Right. Do, I don't is, think the kids call it the pictures anymore. Do they? This sounds brilliant. This film. It's got a great writer. It's uh, previews. Uh, one of the early previews of uh, Stan and Ollie, mm. uh, the film about Laura and Hardy. Uh, it's it's excellent. Fantastic performances. Mm by Steve Coogan and uh, John C. Riley. Film made with a lot of love. You know, mm. you could sell. Whoever made the film absolutely loves them. And you love, you love them. I'm a big fan, yeah. So it's 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 uh, highly recommended. It's really kind of film with a lot of heart. It's a very nice film. I'm definitely going to go and see that. Beautiful yeah. performances by both guys. So if you're a fan of Lauren Hardy, you will certainly love it. And I bet they appeared on this next woman's television. Uh, jewellery maker Cara Sandys, 58, still watches the black and white TV she won in a competition back in 1972. <laughs> I'll get a new telly. Really? <laughs> really? They've got a lot cheaper. You haven't got to rent them anymore. <laughs> no. Remember the old days, Andy? 
Renting your telly? Oh, yeah. No, I rented it. Try and explain that to the kids. They wouldn't believe you. I rented a telly at one point, yeah. Did you really? Marvellous. Radio rentals, that's what it was. Yeah, that's right. You may have just heard that phrase and just misunderstood it, Andy, in in connection with your good self. (laughs) That's very true. So, um, is that it? Are you done? Uh, Oh, yeah. I have got one more. I've got a couple of other things. But I do like a Guardian correction. The Guardian are famous, the Guardian newspaper, for their slight errors and typography Mm. and this sort of thing, uh, typos. But sometimes I wonder why they bother. This this was the apology that appeared uh, on Saturday. We misnamed NASA administrator Jim Bridenstein as Jim Brindenstein. (laughs) Who cares? I bet old Jim Bridenstein couldn't even care less about that, really. Not bothered, is he? (laughs) And uh, we got Wayne Hennessy this afternoon, who's uh, oh, yeah. in, in, in lieu of the fact that Kirby enthusiasm isn't on at the moment, is <laughs> basically making his own episode. It's ridiculous. Yes, yeah, that's the kind of thing that would happen to Larry David, isn't it? Really, it you is. don't expect to happen to the Palace goalkeeper. It was a stupid thing to do, but he, I personally, I'm not buying that he didn't know what he was doing. I mean, the idea that he said he said I was waving to somebody mm. and speaking to them at the same time. But if you want to make your voice here, you don't you don't cover your mouth up, do you? You sort of go like that. Well, all you, you, well, I mean, who knows? Everybody's got their own technique of uh, trying to make their their voice carry. But all I would say Alan is... Coyle used to have a very interesting technique, the ne- open finger Next technique. time he goes uh, on a bit of a European tour with Wales, I think he's going to have to perfect his waving. <laughs> Don't you really? Because <laughs> it could be misconstrued. So, um, this comes from Alan in Streatham in, mm. uh, in London. He says, boys, you are wrong about tuna. Uh, well, I, I knew nothing about it. So oh, oh, good. Tell me. It gets better day by day. That particular one reaches its best condition after three to four days. Granted, still an enormous amount. But they say, would you leave it out in the sun, do you? (laughs) Even so, you've still only got a certain amount of time to sell 612 pounds worth of sushi. I mean, if you imagine how much, you know, that's a lot of sushi because you only get a little bit on each... You know, each one. Yeah, okay. Well, there we are. I think we've exhausted that. But thank you, Alan, for your expertise. Well done, Alan. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
Talks being Jacobs here on Talksport. The farms. Uh, Peter Hooten has just tweeted out. He was in his local supermarket, mm. uh, and they're on sale down from seven pounds to one pound seventy four. One seventy four. Really? What was it? Was the Arsenal calendar, not the current one, the two thousand and eighteen mm. calendar. <laughs> on the cover, um, Alexis Sanchez, Olivier Giroud. And Meza Ozil. So one out of three ain't bad. That's not bad, is it? But still, who's going to think, yeah, I'm going for that. I need last year's calendar with two <laughs> players that have already left for the princely sum of £1.74. No, Down from seven quid. That's a bargain. Yes, it, it seems a bit pricey. It certainly is. Anyway, uh, we'll have the Just Eat Takeaway teaser coming up shortly. But occasionally we, uh, we sort of drift into the world of competitive eating as a sport. Mm. It's very big in America, of course. Huge. A bit less so here. But uh, someone... Uh, who's uh, broken so many records in this country for uh, competitive eating and drinking, it's untrue, is uh, uh, Peter Dowdswell. He's 78. He's from North Hants, and he's eyeing a new challenge we read today. Uh, Two pound of sausages in 15 seconds. Seems impossible. Uh, Good afternoon, Peter. Good afternoon, Jerry. So how many sausages in two pounds, roughly, with the average banger? Yeah, well, it's... It's the average bang. You're talking about seventeen, eight, about seventeen sausages. Seventeen sausages. Chipolatas sausages. Okay. So we, what are we talking? Chipolatas, bangers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and not not a hot dog like in the hot dog, the Coney Island thing, which is because they're more digestible, aren't they? What, what a hot dog! Well, I would have thought so. Really? I mean, 15 seconds. 15 seconds. That seems that seems incredible. So if you've got seventeen sausages in fifteen, I mean. What's the technique, Peter? You're just sort of swallowing them whole. Swallowing them completely whole, yes. Blimey. Gosh, that must take a bit of doing. <laughs> <laughs> how, did, how did you discover you had this skill? Uh, I found, a, found out I got the skill to do it, start drinking and eating hmm. in 19, September 1974. Right. Wow. What, was the, what was the first thing you went with that gave, it, that, uh, gave you a the taste? The first thing I ever done was... Uh, to drink a two and a half pint yard of ale right. in five seconds. Wow, we. Well, so when you're at home, for example, you're having your Christmas dinner, and did, did you wolf it down in about fifteen <laughs> seconds, or did you sort of take your time <laughs> no. a bit? I, it sounds unbelievable, but I'm a, I'm a very slow eater, hmm. and I also am a very fussy eater. Really? Oh. Yeah. Really. Except when it comes to competitive when it eating. Comes to doing the records. Yeah, it's a different matter because every record I break or go for is all in aid of helping children raise money for handicapped children. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's a brilliant thing that you do, and there's some stuff on YouTube. People can go and see you, and they I, can. I've just watched you drink a pint upside down. I mean, I don't even know how you did that. A pint of beer upside. They down. held you by the legs. You were upside down. The beers well, below. They are, but they they actually say to drink a pint of beer standing upside down hmm. is the equivalent of drinking three pints of beer standing on your feet because it goes straight to your head. Oh, hey. Try oh, yeah, that with Alan Brazil, really, I would think. Tomorrow, I suppose cheaper. that's true. Yeah, I mean, you've yeah. you've you've got you've had, you've had upside down drinking it through a straw. Um, you've drunk ninety pints in three hours. Ninety pints of beer. That, that can't <laughs> How are be you right. still alive after that? Uh, that was done. That was done in Newcastle, and oh. uh, it was done. To go for the breathalyzer, having he, after drinking so many pints, keep going, having a breathalyzer on that. And well, you weren't driving, were you, Pete? It exploded, didn't it? <laughs> no, I was okay afterwards. Wow. Were you? Did it not have any effect? 
No, it didn't have no effect at all. Wow, way fantastic! Yeah, what a thought. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a custard, two pound of custard. Don't class me as a medical freak. Well, I t- well, it's <laughs> not surprising, really, is it? I think you are. You should definitely get you on a breakfast show one day. And the two pounds of custard in five seconds. That's yeah. another one of yours. Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose I'm speechless as well. Yeah, I know. What's the technique there? Just sort of tip it down like a pint. It's just a, it, to me, it's just a, a point of whenever I go anywhere, I actually go to, to it, always attempt it, well, we're called, even if I don't do it, but it still raises money for handicapped children. Yeah. I'd love to uh, take you, I'll, I'll be prepared to pay a bit for charities, to take you to a an all-in, all-you-can-eat Chinese restaurant and let you demolish the whole lot. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. And then watch their faces. They don't like me. Really? I bet they don't. <laughs> in your local harvester, yeah, that, when he starts yeah. hoovering up the salad bar. It's 25 egg rolls. Be yeah. marvellous. One of your best, though. Three-course meal. One pint of oxtail soup, one pound of mashed potato, half a pound of sausages, <laughs> one tin of beans, 50 prunes. Yeah, what is that? Blimey. 26 seconds. Yeah. I keep the window open. The one that puts me off, Peter, is the no, Elvers. Well, the actual three-course meal, yeah. world record, that was done in the, uh, on the Guinness Book of Records show. Oh, okay. Well, it's an incredible thing. I mean, you've not put on weight over the years, have you? No, you're looking quite trim, Pete, must say. I'm not fat. I'm yeah. slim. Yeah. The, next, I mean, the next challenge for the sausages, mm. that's uh, my great friend, John Evans, He's uh, arranging a show up in uh, Derby somewhere, yeah. charity show. Well, I'm going to go down and set the world record for eating them. And yeah. when, when are you going for this two pound of sausages? I'm, and hoping, fi- mm. I'm hoping John's going to arrange it for me within the next three weeks. Wow, we. And did you train? Did you get into any training for this or did you just sort of turn up no, cold? I don't do no training at all. Really? I just go straight into it. No messing about. No warm up. Yeah, can't, no, you no can't, warm up at all. Can't have a couple of sausages as a warm up. So, what was the hardest? Would you say, Peter? What was the one you thought I'm not going to do this? I don't know. I, I know. It's, it, it sounds unbelievable. Whenever you go for it, mm. for any record, it's always in the back of your mind: is this is going to be the one where you're going to choke? Yeah, yeah. Well. It, it, it's always in the back. Although I've been doing it since 1974, and touch wood, I haven't choked yet, but it's. It's always in the back of your mind. There's nothing worse in sport than choking, is this there? This is what they know. say, this is the very trouble. much, especially in this sport. So, um, well, we wish you well, Peter, um, with the record, and uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for you on YouTube. So, two two pound of sausages in fifteen seconds. Oh, we should just ask about the yeah. fact that you once had a shop. Where somebody said you once had a shopping trolley. Is this true? That is correct. Wow, we. How do you go about that then? Well, what they actually do when they do, when you do it on the shopping trolley hmm. it was cut up in small pieces for oh, me. oh yeah of course it was yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and it was just swallowing them up. keep swallowing a bit uh, and yeah. getting rid of the shopping trolley we should point out to the kids that this is highly skilled work you do and we'd ask them not to try any of this at home <laughs> any of child Pete, is going to try and eat a shopping well, trolley well we don't want them to try because Peter is highly skilled at what he does and he may not train day to day but that's the warning I've ever heard kids don't do what Peter does don't go eat the shopping trolley <laughs> Uh, all the best, Peter. Good luck with the record. Thanks for joining okay. us. Thanks very much, mate. What about that? What an incredible character. Um, People in cars now, the kids are saying to the, oh, Dad, I wanted to eat a shopping trolley, but Uncle Paul said we mustn't do it. You mustn't eat a shopping trolley. A yard of Coke he drank in 10 seconds. God, that's incredible, isn't it? What's I mean, old is, I mean, I just watched him eating the sausages. 
It's not like Joey Chestnut. Yeah. He, he just he just basically swallows like you'd swallow an aspirin or something. He must like have that. a throat like a bucket, mustn't he? Well, he must have. He just he just sort of shoves them down there. <laughs> Um, Brussels sprout. I mean, look at some of the things throat he's in. Like a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a throat like, like a, a bucket. bucket. That's what they all sing to him. <laughs> Just like lobbing it into a bucket. That's what. That's what it's like. <laughs> so, oh yeah, what an amazing, what an amazing character. Well, Raising yeah. lots of money. And for good children. that he raises money. That's yeah. terrific. He's not just doing it for the fun of it. That, no, that's no. Uh, very true. Quite amazing. Um, this was <laughs> sobering thought. Uh, Neil, uh, Neil Warnock, of course, is, mm. as you probably heard when we played that Nathaniel Klein. A clip earlier on. He's feeling a bit sorry for himself after the defeat in the FA Cup yesterday. Mm. Um, and he was talking about the, the rigours of this job. I mean, for a man of his age, he's doing incredibly well. But he said, uh, somebody told me um, recently that we'd been in front this season for 94 minutes. Oh, really? Out of the whole? 94 minutes out of the whole season. Oh, his team have been in a winning position. I'm still I mean, not, I'm lot, still not to deal convinced with, they'll go down, aren't they? You know, but they might be all right. Yep. We'll yeah. see what happens. We obviously they need to make some signings in, in the window. Well, now Pep would get on if he was only in, in, in the league for 94 minutes. <laughs> he wouldn't be happy. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon. Yeah, good old Pete. I mean, he's, he's raised thousands for, for charity. He yeah. sounds like he's doing it... He's, it comes from a good place, doesn't it? Then comes out of a bad place. <laughs> so we'll leave it there. Thank you. As many scatological jokes as we can possibly do. Yeah. And we will catch up with you uh, tomorrow. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.